0: hungry for Jesus Christ. Are you thirsty today? Because I don't want another religion in my life. I left religion. I left Islam. I hate it. I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in the form of a wind, I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation, because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is a revival time for God to come and change everything. Dear friends, it's so good to be with you today. Welcome to Embracing New Life and Dream Church. All people, all nations, everyone, all race, everyone is welcome. Uh, My name is Işık Kabla. I'm a former Muslim, now saved and on fire for Jesus Christ. Many of you are watching from Afghanistan. We have a lot of followers, over 200,000 followers on Facebook from Saudi Arabia. How is that? And we have... Pakistan, almost million followers, and Egypt, Iraq, wherever you are calling and watching right now. I just want you to know Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. He died on the cross for you. And today is your day, tonight is your night, whatever time you are watching this. He wants to give you a new life, new destiny. He wants to set you free from your chains. He wants to set you free from all addictions. And all sicknesses, he wants to just give you g- your God given destiny. And today it's my pleasure and honor to welcome our guest, Apostle DeMonte Edmonds. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you for having me on your show.
0: <laughs> yes, it's an honor. I went through your books, and yes. you are really teaching what. Everyone needs to hear.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And
0: and before I go go any further, I just want you to get get this book, Discerning the Spirits. You got to discern the spirits. And this is a biblical uh, title because this this is a command. You need to discern the spirits. I just, in my previous program to the Middle East, I talk about this subject. It's amazing. When you start discerning the spirits, you know what's going on around you. You know what's going on in your life. It's so important. And you know what you're coming against. Maybe today you say, I am going through warfare. I'm going through this. And you have reoccurring situations. Maybe, maybe I am suggesting right now those reoccurring situations, problems, wars, battles that you are facing are part of an assignment of a principality of darkness. If you get a hold of that and understanding, you know your enemy and you take your divine weapons and you destroy the enemy in Jesus Christ's name. And another one, grab hold of your miracle. Who doesn't need a miracle? If you need a miracle today, you got going to get a grab of your miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So... Thank you so much for writing these books because yes. we need this in the body of Christ. It's so important. But when I was reading about your story, yes, you had an encounter with God when you were 10 years old. Yes, Tell us about that encounter.
1: Well, I was 10 years old. My family had went through a divorce yes. and it was like any divorce or separation. There's always some bitterness sure. and difficulties and challenges. And yeah. as a 10 year old, you feel helpless. Exactly. A lot of times you feel powerless. Mm-hmm. And so my mother and father had separated. I was living with my mother. We were staying with my uncle. And yes. so it was a very awkward time and very uh, challenging time. Yes. And so one night when I lay down in the bed, all of a sudden I heard this voice. I, f- I felt a presence come into the room, and I knew it was the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. instantly. And the voice said to me, I am the Almighty God. Wow. And every word penetrated every molecule of my body. And for the first time, I realized, well, maybe not for the first time, but I had an overwhelming realization, yes. one, that I was a sinner, that I was worthy to die, and I begged the Lord, please don't kill me. <laughs> and so uh, my mother got out of bed to use the restroom. I tried to follow her into the restroom because I was terrified, even though I knew it was God. Sure. Just caught, it just caught me off guard. Sure. And so she said, what's going on? I said, I can't tell you. I can't, t- I can't even explain to you. So she goes back in the bedroom, and I get back, and I pray, and I said, Lord, Please don't do that again. Please don't visit me again. Oh. I'm just not ready for it. I believed in Jesus. Sure. I was saved. But it was just so overwhelming, His glory and His presence. Absolutely. He came a second time into the bedroom. Wow. But this time, he, gave, he blanketed me with His peace, and He spoke to me at 10 years old. And I knew in my heart of hearts that he was real, that he could supernaturally appear, and he could supernaturally speak.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. And it's good that you share because yes, we can get terrified in his yes. presence. And when he says, I am the Almighty God, he's basically saying, Yahweh Adonai El Shaddai. <laughs> so he is he's that almighty God. And when you are in his presence of the holy god, you do get terrified as a human, it's a falling short. In every area of your life without him, right? So uh, it is so wonderful. When I was reading your story in your teenage years, you fell back, of course, like many yes. teenage teenagers. But then you came back to the Lord, and then God really started using you mightily.
1: Yes. Can yes. you
0: tell us about that, please?
1: Yeah, so where I grew up at, it was not a lot of young people that were serving the Lord fervently. And so you just kind of drift with the crowd and the peer pressure and just the atmosphere that you're around. And one day I'm sitting on the couch. I'm probably 19, 20 years old. The Lord says to me, it's time for you to get back into church. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking about God. I wasn't thinking about church. How old were you? I was tw- 20 years old. 20
0: years old. And wow. I said,
1: it is time. I just mm-hmm. knew I heard the voice of God. He told me it's time to get in church. He led me to a spirit-filled Bible-believing ministry. And so Wonderful. when he connected me with that ministry. It really jump-started my faith and jump-started my spiritual walk. And it put me on the path for ministry.
0: Yes. That's awesome. And and I was reading, you see a lot of miracles during your ministry, right? Yes. Tell us about it. Some tumors are being disappeared. A woman who had a traffic accident she had a medal in her leg and she completely got healed. God gave you a word of knowledge about her, right? Yes, yes. So is there anything that specifically that touched your heart that you would like to share about those miracles? Yes,
1: the Lord told me... um that we'll see miracle after miracle after miracle Emma. that it should it shouldn't be it should be normative it mm-hmm. should be natural to Absolutely. be supernatural in exactly. the kingdom of god i love it yes be
0: <laughs> live the, that lifestyle that it is naturally supernatural for you it is your normal life this is my normal life to walk in the supernatural if you're a child of god today start getting a hold of that a supernatural life it has to be part of your life because almighty god creator of the universe lives inside of you and that should be our normal, right? Yes, yes, definitely. So tell us about it.
1: Yes, so I just thought about your your audience. Many are in Asia and the Middle East. When I was in Asia, I saw over 10 people that were blind in one service. They were totally or partially blind, able to see. Yes. And now, some miracles are those tangible type of miracles that you can see, but some of the ones that really touch me are people that have struggled with deep soul issues for 30, 40, 50 years. Maybe they were abused, molested, or traumatized. And when you see God deliver them and set them free, and they they get a countenance of joy, and they say, I was unable to get free of this thing for 40 or 50 years. Those are some of the greatest miracles, the ones that may not be as dramatic, but they're still as powerful and life-changing.
0: I like that when you say the soul issues, like yes. soul wounds. Yes. Would you please tell us, about, I, I want people to hear this because it is an open door to the enemy, right? Those soul wounds. Yes.
1: There's a saying, sticks yes. and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. It's false. Words That's- can hurt you. Life circumstances, whether it's divorce, molestation, mm-hmm. uh, physical abuse, abandonment, abu- abandonment yeah. rejection, yes. uh, seeing your parents go through things, all types of things. Uh, yes. Some people have been sex trafficked and they never told anyone the that's stuff right. when they got free. Mm-hmm. And so, just like our body can be bruised and wounded, our body will heal, but our soul, yes. they said that time heals all wounds. I found that's not true. Jesus Christ can heal our wounds. Amen. And when we extend our faith to Him and believe in Him, He'll come into the deepest place of our inner being, the deepest place of our soul, and His miracle working power, His Amen. love will bring a transforming work.
0: It's so true. And Psalm 23 says, He restores our soul. You know that restoring our soul is bringing back to the wholeness, the intended condition that soul should be. Maybe you have a wounded soul today. What is wounded soul? If you have a broken heart, you have a wounded soul. You know, we we use the term, you know, broken heart, broken heart. I have a broken heart. I heard every child that coming out of a divorced family has a wounded heart, broken heart. It is a wounded soul. So what do you do? You need to pray. You need to say, Lord, you are the restorer of my soul. I'm receiving your restoration to my soul. Right, I'm receiving healing to my soul in Jesus Christ's name. Whatever the wounds you have today, maybe abandonment. I I always tell people that if they were adopted, wow, they have orphan spirit. They yes. have wounded soul. Sometimes they say, "I love my adopted family. They are perfect." Doesn't matter. That's right. If you were abandoned, even it can happen in the womb. Yes. I had a wounded soul from womb because my mother caught my dad in the act of adultery yes so I she was pregnant to me nine months and when I one day through a counselor someone like you helped me yes that we went to that incident at that moment my mom said she was traumatized finding my dad like that and she said I wish I never got pregnant wow and with worse yes and I lived that rejection in the womb it happens and I had to go back to that place and I had to ask for restoration and healing to my soul wounds."
1: Yes, isn't, isn't
0: it so real?
1: And you, you just reminded me of a testimony. Yes. There's someone that works in the television industry. Mm-hmm. When I met with them, I was praying and I said, I just see the spirit of worry and anxiety that comes on you. You don't even know why it comes on you. Yes. And I said, what I'm seeing is not you. I'm seeing your mother. Wow. And her mother had already went on to be with the Lord. Her mother already passed yes. away. And I said, I see your mother when she was 16 years old and she's on the phone. She hangs up the phone and she's crying. And she's so overwhelmed oh. with grief and worry. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, a spirit of worry, a spirit of anxiety came upon her. Yes. And so it was passed to you even in the womb. She had got pregnant at a young age, the gentleman had left her, and she had so much stress being a young mother with little support that she dealt with depression and anxiety, and so it was passed down to the daughter. And so I prayed there, and I believe God set her free Amen. from that from that issue that was yes, it
0: pissed. happened in the womb. It it's in so the womb. Im- yes. important. The moment the baby feels. Not, not wanted yes. or anything he, they can feel it and even today secular world accepts that doctors accept yes. that what happens in the womb how mother feels in the womb is a contagious to the baby
1: neurotransmitters yes. yes the exactly. neurotransmitters can pass the chemical correspondence of the emotions yes. to the baby through the umbilical cord
0: Absolutely, yes. and the fear of the mother also. Fear, yes, the fear, fear is a Spirit of factor. fear is a big one, yes. Big one, yes. yes. I, I received that too from my mother. And all these things, I had 48 demons to cast out of myself. Wow. And I had to do this after deliverance because I had no deliverance minister. Wow, so, <laughs> that's so powerful. But, but it, is, it is real, and yes. uh, we have to take care of these issues to be healthy individuals. Yes. Because otherwise, I am sure you know that it affects people's personalities And there are a lot of toxic people out there and ruining their lives.
1: You never experience the real you until Jesus comes and sets you free from Amen. those bondages. Amen. Then you begin to experience the real you. It says, "Our life is hid in Christ, but yes. well, when Christ appears, our life appears absolutely, with Him." So absolutely. So, if we want more life, yes. have more Christ.
0: Uh, it is so wonderful that you walk in the supernatural. You go to nations. You are yes. called for many nations, and God is doing amazing work through your ministry. Like, and one of them is praying over the sick, yes. and they are getting healed. Yes. I, I'm going to ask you. I know. This this young man that I met a couple of weeks ago, he has been in my heart. Okay. And he's 23 years old, he has a brain tumor. Wow. Would you please pray for him and pray, on behalf of him also pray, looking at the camera. Yes. uh, All the sick right now. And command that sickness to leave.
1: Yes. Well, Father God, we just stretch forth our hands. We thank you as we stretch forth our hands, God, yes. that you are stretching forth your hand, that you are stretched forth your hand to heal. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we just come against cancers. we come against brain tumors, Amen. we come against depression, yes. we come against anxiety, and we speak to every physical ailment and bodily issue. And we ask that the power of the Holy Ghost will touch people right now as they're watching this broadcast and that you would descend upon them and you administer your healing balm. And by Christ stripes, we decree healing in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen, amen. I have a word right now that one lady with a Lyme disease got just healed through praying this prayer, agreeing uh, with uh, Apostle uh, Diamante Edmonds. And so I just speak right now that lupus is leaving your body right now. And there's someone with AIDS, even at the beginning of this program you said, Can God do this? What kind of question is that? But sometimes we think that God can heal migraine, but he cannot heal AIDS. He healed your AIDS right now. You're AIDS free. I know so many people, not only from HIV positive. I'm talking about AIDS. Doctor said we cannot do anything about it. You're in your dead bed and you got healed in the name of Jesus Christ. One thing I love about your ministry, you really bring forth a lot of word of knowledge about warfare. Yes. And warfare is such a big thing in the body of Christ and people don't teach uh, how to fight warfare. (laughs) That's true. You don't learn in the church. What is warfare? How do you fight it? Tell us about what is warfare?
1: Well, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. And so there are spiritual forces that are arrayed against us. And a lot of times we think it's just life or happenstance Hmm. or chance. But you find cycles. Misfortune happens to a person. Poverty happens to generations of family. Uh, I've seen it where people died at... The men in one family died at the age of 42. There may be curses, there may be demonic powers that are arrayed and set against a person walking into the will of God. And so spiritual warfare needs to take place so we can not only push back these forces, but we can literally take authority over them in Jesus Christ's name and use the word of God.
0: That's powerful. How do you do that? Teach people, how do you fight warfare here?
1: One of my favorite scriptures, the Apostle Paul admonishes us, Mm -hmm. praying always in the spirit, and then with every kind of prayer. So that's two parts. One, I like to pray in the Spirit. I like to pray in tongues. I like to pray in my spiritual prayer language because it keeps you plugged into the Spirit of God, Mm -hmm. and if there's demonic spirits or warfare that's taking place that you may not be aware of, you'll begin to get those words of knowledge and words of wisdom and visions by Mm -hmm. praying in the Spirit. Secondly, it says praying all kinds of prayers. There's prayers that I pray to bless people, Then there's prayers that I pray to cast out devils. So there's different types of prayers that we need to learn. The prayer of faith is talked about in Mark 11, praying in tongues, Hmm. uh, the the petition, prayer of supplication. So those different prayers can be involved in different types of warfare.
0: Yes, that's so good and also, I do blood of Jesus, yes. you know, there are passwords. I, I teach people passwords. Blood of Jesus. Devil hates blood of Jesus. And if you feel like you are going through a warfare, you are under an attack, you know, something's very simple I want to teach you today. Like I say, I am a child of God. Jesus Christ is my Lord. You know, one thing with people that are possessed with the devil, they, are, they have a hard time saying, you know, like every yes. time I say, say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, they can't. But not because I'm possessed, but when I go through that warfare, that spiritual attack. I keep declaring him Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. One day Yes. Uh, God showed me in a vision that every time I did that, it was like an atomic bomb. I was <laughs> sending to devil's camp. I believe it. It was like this, you know, like how maybe you have seen in the pictures how bombs have this circle of effects, yeah, mushroom. right? Yeah. Mushroom effect. So I was doing that every time I start declaring the word of God, who I am in in the word of God. Yes. And that was powerful. So wh- what do you say? Uh, how how do you get that word of knowledge about what kind of demonic power? operating in the in the heavenly realm how how people can discern that what can you tell them today
1: well, if He's going to show you into the heavenly realm, yes. then one of the things that you want to be looking for is not so much the demonic power first. Sure. You want to be close to Jesus. Amen. So I spend time in worship. I spend time Worship. Just, yes, worship. Wow. Just drawing close to the Lord, just in my heart, opening it, not yes. asking for anything, just saying, Lord, I want to be close. I want Your presence. Amen. And then He shifts me at some point and begins to show me other things, whether for nations, whether people that are demonized, yes. or whether things in the heaven. And so first you draw close to Jesus, and then He kind of lifts you up in your spirit in your heart and gives you these revelations
0: yes and living a consecrated life is important yes close to, to his heart yes because as, as a church we are so entangled today I call it entanglement <laughs> we are so entangled with the world we are entangled with all these different activities entertainment
1: yes a lot and of that it.
0: can hurt, hurt us as well very right. much so yeah uh, another thing that it really got my attention uh, that you talk about generational <laughs> demons that come, people inherit from the families yes. and the generational curses, of course. yes that is that is a big teaching. Yes. Tell us about that. A lot of people don't know these things.
1: A lot of people have heard it and still don't believe yes. in it, and it may be affecting them. The Bible yes. says in Deuteronomy that the, uh, the the curses of the fathers can go down to the children three and four generation. Yes. So sometimes of our our conditions, our circumstances that are negative, could be compounded because of something that our ancestors did. Yes. And I've seen it. I remember a situation. Somebody just sent me a picture on my phone. They were telling me, my wife, about this, this mm-hmm. family. And then immediately I, I text back and said, have this family, have they been dealing with nervous breakdowns? Two or three of these people in the family I've seen have had nervous breakdowns. They've had miscarriages. Wow. And the family has suffered with poverty. Mm-hmm. And the girl said, how did you know all of this? And the Lord showed me. I said, they're living here, but they're from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, he gave me the year and everything. Wow. They built a property mm-hmm. on Native American land wow. that was consecrated to their spirits, whatever. Sure. It brought a curse on the family, and poverty, nervous disorders, wow. and uh, uh, miscarriages and abortions have followed them over 120 years. And I said, they need to go back and just ask God to cover them and break Mm -hmm. that generational curse. Now, sometimes the generational curses can come. I've seen it where, um, I want to say like, there were mental issues, emotional instability Mm -hmm. that followed the family. Yes. but it was because of incest that happened two generations before. And when I began to pray, I said, I want you to go back and ask the older people in the family, the elders in your family, where there's a situation of incest that took place around this yes. time and they'll go back and ask and find out that it took place and that opened a door for demonic spirits to come in through rebellion and lawlessness.
0: That, this is so true and this is, people please listen to me because a lot of people say this and the moment you say that also you activate generational curses too. Or oh, my father had high blood pressure i have high blood pressure my father had tumor being tumor he died and i have this the moment you say that you're accepting that generational curse over your life is amazing listen even the secular world doctors they accept this you go to the doctor's office they tell you is depression in your family there's a cancer in your family line," and you fill out the form The moment you are saying that, you're accepting that generational curse coming and through generation, you're opening your door to that. So stop agreeing with that curse in the family and start removing that from your generational line. This is what you need to do. This is huge. I am teaching you right now. So if there's anything that you declare, for example, there was depression like three, four generations in my mother's side. And I was in depression for 25 years until the day I said enough is enough. I am putting a bloodline of Jesus Christ between and the past generations, between me and the past generations. That bloodline enemy cannot pass. That depression doesn't belong to me. I come against that depression in the name of Jesus Christ. I am under the blood of Jesus. I am a child of God and my previous ancestors for all generations have not no power over me. In Jesus name, amen. And I got out of depression like this. Listen to me. So if you have anything, the tumor, the cancer cancer, the heart disease, oh, my father had three heart attacks, Open bypass surgery, open heart surgery, whatever it is that you have been sp- speaking, you need to say this, I put a bloodline of Jesus Christ between me and my ancestors, that enemy cannot pass through that bloodline. But I want to tell you something that is very key also, if there is a curse in the family because due to a sin. And I have done this before. And there was this barrenness in this family, barrenness because of an adultery in the past generation. So you need to ask forgiveness on behalf of your ancestors yes. for all this and break that curse in Jesus Christ's name. Do it if you have to with your own words, but come against that. Because sometimes when I somebody is telling me their problem, their health issues. Yes. Sometimes God said, don't pray for them to get healed, just remove the curse. They will be healed instantly, <laughs> Yes, right? Isn't yes. it amazing?
1: Yes, that's powerful. the book of Amos says, can two walk together except they be agreed? So can cancer, sickness, disease, poverty, if it's a generational curse, walk with you or be in your life unless you agree with it? So you can break that covenant by saying, I don't agree with these things. I agree with the Word of God, not with these things that's trying to pass down. Wow. And I've seen people, they have an expectancy. Like you said, my mother had this issue, my father had this issue. And when they hit the age of their mother or father when they had the issue, they begin to expect the same thing. Well, yes. let's suspect healing. Let's suspect the blessing of God. Amen. Let's they suspect. activated, They right? activated, yes. They yes. stirred up and they accepted. They opened wow. that door. Well, wow.
0: Please, uh, w- would you please pray and remove the generational curses from people right now? Yes, That's yes. That's very important. And teach them yes. what, with your prayer how to do that.
1: Yes. So I'm going to pray now and as I pray... We're going to do three things. One, we're going to call on the blood of Jesus Christ to set mm-hmm. a hedge around you mm-hmm. that those generational curses cannot get to you. Secondly, we're going to pray a cleansing prayer that mm-hmm. any demonic contamination or residue will lift from your life. And thirdly, we're going to mm-hmm. ask the Holy Spirit to fill those places where the enemy may have had a foothold. So, mm-hmm. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, we ask right now, God, that your healing power, your deliverance power, your power to bring liberty. Because your Word says, the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord is, there's liberty. We pray that the blood of Jesus will be a hedge and a barrier Amen. against every generational curse from ancestors, from parents, from mothers, from fathers and grandparents right now in Jesus Christ's name. And secondly, Lord, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come through and do a cl- clean sweep in their hearts, in their soul, in their body, in their house, in yes. their bloodline. God, and remove every demonic contamination. Then, Holy Spirit, that you would fill those places that you've just removed the curses. And that you just remove the residue Mm -hmm. with blessings, with peace, righteousness, and joy, which is the kingdom of God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. We say amen.
0: Wow. After all this information and miraculous power of Jesus Christ is at work right now in this set. And uh, we are going to continue to part two of this. Please stay in tune with us. You are going to learn so much more about supernatural power of God. Stay with us.
1: Somewhere in Turkey, God found a Muslim woman who would one day help him change the world.
0: I wanted to learn about my God because I thought that if I found God, He could answer my prayers. He could change my circumstances. And then I met this guy, he was a fanatical Muslim. We got married when I was a teenager. Another type of misery started. He put a knife on my throat and I was prostrate on the floor, begging him for my life. That was the time that I decided to leave him. So I was dreaming freedom. And I said, I'm going to go to America. And soon after, I went into another relationship with a drug abuser, and it led to another torment in my life. I was 28 years old, divorced twice, single mother, in depression, There was a voice in my head. Life is not worth living. And I went to work, and I started planning my suicide. I went to the restroom. I started having a disclosure with God, and I said to him, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? And then I cleaned my face, and I went back to my seat. Then my boss called me to his office. And he said, I have never done this before. My Lord Jesus spoke to me. He wants me to tell you, you are not forsaken nor abandoned. He wants me to ask you right now, would you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior? And I fell on my face to the floor, and I started weeping. Yes, Jesus, yes. And that was it. One yes brought me into the kingdom of God, one yes changed my life. Now it is my passion, my desire that all the world know about His love. It is my passion today for the Muslim world to become the territory of Jesus Christ. This program is made possible by friends and partners of Ishik Abla Ministries. If you'd like to support our ministry, please go to our website at www.ishikabla.com. There you can make a secure tax-deductible donation. Our vision is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with a message of salvation, freedom, and healing for the transformation of the Muslim world and bring revival to the body of Christ. We thank you for your support.